Except if you've been living under a rock over the last week, you know now that Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook just went all meta on us. So not metaphysical, obviously, but metaverse. This new topic, the metaverse, went mainstream, just like rockets, trips to Mars. Just switch on your TV, check out your latest no-com news. This vision of Mark Zuckerberg is for an ever more immersive platform, an embodied internet, and a set of virtual places. The demonstration itself looked pretty much like we meeting in a virtual environment with avatars. Well, when someone worth 97 billion US dollars with 2.9 billion customers through Facebook alone pins the entire future of the internet on a concept, I think it's time to sit up and listen. So, of course, he's not the only one. He's not the first one. He's not even the inventor of the word. The word comes out, according to Wikipedia, from a, a 90s science fiction book. Fair enough. He's not the only one to think this is the next big thing. If I listen to the CEO of Epic Games, Tim Sweeney, well, the metaverse is the future of the internet. According to him, it is a digitized communal space where users can mingle freely with brands and one another in ways that spark joy. Cue a description where you play Fortnite, then you go and watch a Netflix movie with your friends, and then guess what? You go and test drive, as you would, a car in this virtual reality. Epic Games now, this is Fortnite, unbelievably successful gaming environment, gaming universe. This is also the owner of the Unreal Engine, which has been powering your favorite first-person shooters since years now. Do you remember Unreal Tournament? Well, that's them. So, if I listen to most definitions, it simply seems to be all about meetings in virtual rooms with uh, lifelike avatars or, or, or downloaded uh, skins to, to be in meetings looking like uh, Rick and Morty, apparently. Well, yeah, okay, it may sound exotic, but truth be told, this sounds very much 2003. This sounds very much like the second life of Second Life, Thank you for the pun, but a second breath of something which is quite not that new, actually. Uh, so, of course, we do have new tech. In 2021, we've got CGI, which had made, made enormous progress. We've got the abilities to actually live into, I would call it, nearly real time uh, in a digital environment. We've got amazing VR technology, and it can only improve. However, if I look at the demonstration of Meta, if I, I listen to the definitions, it does not sound that revolutionary if we stick with it. So let's listen to the specialists first. Obviously, any new significant tech trend will be front page on The Verge, the magazine that looks at the impact of technology on our future life, art, and so on. Well, their definition is not that satisfying either, I find. It sounds very much like another collage of uh, Wikipedia quotes, VR headsets, virtual meetings, uh, sprinkling of gaming universes and uh, references to that of this uh, gaming universe. But, but how could we say this is the next big thing simply on that, on the face of this? We've got to go back to what we actually know 
Okay, so we know next big thing. We know it sounds very science fiction. But again, it can't be that. So we need to dig deeper. Certainly, we heard again and again and again, Metaverse is the next big thing. Reading through all opinion pieces, article on Assorted, it seems to be quite a crucial moment. And even if I take the paranoid view that it may be a distraction against the whistleblowing at Facebook, I don't think it can simply be this list of Wikipedia quotes. It can't be all about old science fiction books, however interesting they were. It can't be a compendium of past and present buzzwords. Essentially, can it be only around haptic suits, NFTs, Roblox, or Fortnite? I don't think so. Again, this is not another iteration of the hype around digital real estate, copyright, IP, gamification. No, the next big thing in itself is not a target. So the choice of word is interesting because, in essence, it sounds very science fiction, and it is very science fiction. So now we all have this common image of haptic suits, VR, and imaginary worlds. Well, we are only missing the dragons and the unicorns, of course. But if we are leveled up, well, we are fed, actually, a series of analogies and comparisons. Obviously, you've got the evergreen matrix. And obviously, you've got this analogy of the red and the blue pills. And we are explained that the metaverse is over there. This is another universe which we access through all kinds of digital devices, present or future until they become completely um, seamless. Again, we all have in, our, in the back of our head uh, the experimentations of uh, Elon Musk's with, um, with chips and so on and so forth. Now, to try and make us understand how and what the metaverse is, I read, I hear a lot of analogies. It seems that these analogies actually vary greatly according to the readership age groups. So for millennials, probably for those who have nephews and nieces, probably as well kids who don't go to bed on time because they want just one more play. Well, it seems that the metaverse is kind of a fusion between GTA and Minecraft. For the younger generation, the Gen Zers, it will be Roblox, which will be used again and again and again. For everybody, the best comparison seems to be Fortnite. Why? Because it has skins, because it has games, and because it has concerts. However, the idea here is to give us an image to build a common culture around the metaverse, which seems pretty much to be nothing much more than a kind of Pokemon Go vision and explanation. Fair enough, actually, if we would like to actually smoke uh, the issue, this could be quite sufficient. But in the real world, when Epic Games sues Apple, this is because they really think that the metaverse will define the future. The court himself seems to be a little bit at sea when it comes to defining what is actually this metaverse, but don't misunderstand, both sides of the table are that serious. I find it extremely frustrating that such a potentially reality-shattering concept, if I listen to people who know, is 
and nothing else foremost than kind of a blocky analogy around a Lego-like game. I do think that the metaverse is much, much, much more than that and goes much deeper. Why? Well, let's just say that on this topic, I've got a little bit of a head start. Professionally, I used to be a tech market analyst. So both on the user and on the uh, analyst side of the business, I've seen essentially the last 30 years of developments. I myself, I'm an enthusiastic onliner. I actually was there at the release of Ultima Online. So I've seen all the developments uh, in this kind of gaming environments. Uh, I'm personally a sci-fi geek, even before Neuromancer. Actually, since the, the success, the beginning of the success of 2080s and the number of dystopias they came up with, for example, you can think uh, Judge Dredd. Well, I would say that the metaverse is kind of my natural environment and like conservationist, I would like to share with you what I know about my favorite reserve, if you want. So whether you are on stage talking about it, whether you are in the newspapers reading, or if you are an investor call, just out of sheer personal interest, well, I just wanted to share with you what I see. At worst, we will have redefined, potentially refined your own vision. The best case for me, it will simply be that I will be getting rid of this morass of buzzwords, cryptic terms, and regurgitated concepts. The lazy analogies for me do not do justice to what the metaverse is and do not enable us to actually understand it. So what is the metaverse? Let me start with an example. You just come down to your 7-Eleven and buy a World of Warcraft card, maybe a Spotify card. What did you buy? Well, you bought in-game time or a number of titles. This has a practical value. These cards are a physical embodiment of a value. You paid for both of them with your credit card. So your bank actually does know that you bought a potential X hours of game or X amount of listening time. Your credit card will accumulate points to your loyalty card in the 7-Eleven. You may be able to redeem later on from your loyalty points against a flight, let's say to Edinburgh. You just bought real time to spend in a virtual universe, one week of playtime in Warcraft, let's say. But at the same time, you bought future time to spend in the real world. Future time, as in the trip to Edinburgh, through tokens, through your loyalty tokens. Basically, in this example, future time will be virtual time, but in a real universe. This kind of back and forth, this kind of communication, connections between real and unreal, between a credit card, a gaming time, a title, money, and your banks, 
and the 7-Eleven retailer, all of that is enabled by the metaverse. The metaverse goes absolutely through all of this. It is not World of Warcraft. It is not even Blizzard. It is not Spotify. It is not the 7-Eleven. It is not your credit card, nor even the loyalty card. This is not the cashier. This is not the ATM. This is not you. However, this is the entire framework around it. This is the fabric of all of the services, all of the items which allow these connections, these seamless exchanges between real, unreal, digital, non-digital. That is the metaverse. Essentially, all the rules and the tools that let you access, manage, create, transform, use and exchange these values, all of the rules and the tools that define them, the very fabric of it, that is the metaverse for me. They are all the rules, all the tools that bind together the alternate digital worlds we create, whether it be games, social media, group chats, and any other parallel digital reality. Basically, these are not the individual parts of it. So defining the metaverse by partial analogy is extremely misleading, in my opinion. This is not a multiverse. A multiverse is essentially where you as an individual is moving. You are a multidimensional being and you are continuously moving right now between real and virtual worlds. These virtual worlds do not have to be rainbow and unicorns. These virtual worlds are simply the worlds that are enacted to actually allow you to access any kind of service, any kind of potential. It is so much more easier, obviously, to describe an access which has to be differentiating between alternative realities. And hence to explain that the multiverse or the metaverse is accessed through physical barriers or boundaries. For example, it is much easier for us to understand that the lead character of the matrix, Neo, requires a red pill and a data spike in his head to actually access or exit the metaverse. This is not the case, however, in this reality. These examples would actually be stacked alternate realities. These realities exist in parallel. This is not the metaverse. The metaverse, it's the frame. What we describe is a multiverse that is all the successive, the alternate realities which we live in. If I'm living in an imaginary gaming environment, this is not the same digital persona I will have talking to my bank through an email. This is not the same digital persona I will be in a Zoom meeting. All of these realities, all of these beings exist in parallel. They are a multiverse enabled by the metaverse. A good example for me to understand the difference between multiverse and metaverse is actually Twitter. What is the Twitter sphere? Well, the Twitter sphere, yes, it is an environment, it is a space. It has its own rules. It has its own population. So the most recognized are the Twitterites. But ultimately for you, Twitter is your own Twitter sphere. And 
the Twitter sphere of your partner will be different because the feed will be different between the news you are given, the follower, the follow, the followers as well as who you follow will be different, and so on and so forth. So Twitter sphere is a multiverse of multiple individual parallel universes. Twitter in itself, it's nothing else than a technology, a set of rules, a set of values. But Twitter in itself is part of the metaverse as one of the enablers of this reality. Fundamentally for me, the metaverse is a technological, financial and physical framework that enables all of these online and offline worlds to exist seamlessly, to connect and to exchange. So as an individual, you are already at the center of a seamless and unique multiverse. Each multiverse is enabled by the metaverse, as we just uh, understood. But as well, each multiverse will have its own set of fundamental core rules. Let's take the analogy of gravity. Although this is an absolute universal principle, gravity has many different densities, so high gravity to no gravity. Let's go back to our own multiverses. Each of these universes within the multiverse will have its own core rules. In one of them, maybe there is no gravity. For example, a pure digital multiverse based on information flows, such as, for example, a social media multiverse. Now, if I layer all of the alternative potential multiverses, I will have some which are visible, touchable, some will be half invisible or totally immaterial by nature, all of this will depend on the hardware, the software, the protocols of each individual multiverse. Here, obviously, we will have the natural tendency to tag the metaverse as a technological environment, but it is far from being only that. The metaverse is obviously as well financial. Why? Because we will exchange values and we have defined since centuries values for time. For example, one hour of my time is worth X. It will not be only technological and financial, it will also be political, as it will interact with the real physical world. Think about the discussions about boundaries, about borders, about who can access what information, where. All of these are political realities. All of that means that we will have a metaverse which will be sustained as well by rules of play. For example, a very basic definition will have to be what is an individual, how you define it. Obviously, until now, it was relatively easy as you had kind of a unique physical entity, but tomorrow, Think about gravity, think about traits, think about philosophy, think about who within your Facebook group, your LinkedIn group, your WhatsApp group, even your family, knows what you are beyond the physical boundaries, beyond your own body. All of these definitions of an individual, what he can cannot do, all of that will have to be revised. All of that will have to be imprinted in the metaverse. This is why it is so critical. An individual so far exists by opposition. 
to what is not the individual. Basically, you've got the individual and the general environment. Hence, it is relatively easy or understandable on how to define what is private, what is personal, what is unique. Actually, this has taken us centuries to create, centuries to agree on. Until this day, there is no singular definition of the individual across, across the globe. For example, is your individuality sustained by your social security number? Well, every country or most countries will have a way to register the citizens. However, the unique number, first of all, will be defined very differently and will offer very different access rights. All of these rules will have to be part of the metaverse core rules to allow individuals moving across the different multiverses. Think about your social media accounts. Think about your national registration numbers. Think about what it means in terms of GDPR. For example, Europeans, Americans, Asians right now have extremely different ways to actually manage the individual rights. Thinking about tomorrow, thinking about Africa, about Asia, all of these rules will have to be commonly accepted, will have to be commonly defined. Because again, the metaverse, it's just the tools and the rules that will let the alternate realities, the alternate universes, the multiverses to exist, but also and especially to coexist because we want them to be able to interact. If we were not able yet to have one common language around the world, we will have to find a way tomorrow to actually make this metaverse coherent and harmonious. Now, if I try to define the multiverse, the, sorry, the metaverse as dragons flying over the city or, or meetings through VR goggles or avatars, yes, obviously I can do that as an analogy, but I'm not demonstrating the core of the depth of what it can be. The metaverse, it's the reality, the physical reality we know since generations, since eons, since humanity exists, but multiplied by as many dimensions as we wish to create, as we wish to access, as we wish to be part of. This can be physical environments, this can be partly physical environments, this can be completely conceptual ones. Let me take an example. Death, for example, today is already a concept which is fading away in the sense that actually it can go on forever. You can go on forever in the multiverse. Your electronic avatar could live until simply no one is interested in you anymore or wants to access your account or talk to you anymore. Fundamentally, already today, you do have examples of personalities who have survived as is in digital environments. For the onlooker, let's be realistic. There would be very little change, actually. First and foremost, we've got lifelike CGI. We could actually base uh, the reactions of the individual on pre-recorded sequences, expected behaviors, all of that predicted by, uh, by AI. We could base it even on such refined uh, things such as 
past behaviors in similar times, in similar locations, uh, in similar groups, uh, in similar languages. Probably, as we already see on stage, you could recreate an hologram of the deceased. So when would you die, actually, in this virtual environment? Well, you would die, actually, when nobody wants to remember you anymore or needs to remember you anymore. Well, it does not sound that much different from what I would call the physical, the real life. Does it not? So it is easy to look for a simple binary definition. It is much easier to define, actually. But the metaverse is actually no such thing. It's not, uh, it's not this or that. The metaverse is really the fabric of all these alternate realities, this multiverse, which we are living in. The metaverse is exactly like gravity. It just is. The reason why the metaverse is so critical and the reason why so many big companies, I think, are interested is actually the valuation within the metaverse as much as the valuation of the metaverse is critical. We are used to exchange values. Actually, we are using an exchange modem, uh, medium, sorry, which is, for example, money or cash or currency with a number of unspoken rules and a number of underlying acceptances which have to be rediscussed with the metaverse. We exchange these values either explicitly, so for example, I'm getting paid $20 an hour for this type of job or that type of job, but sometimes it is implicit values. I will spend time with you this weekend. I will come and visit you every weekend to have a roast. These are implicit values, time spent, which we deem to be a value to the person receiving it. The way you define the value of any services, any item, of the time itself, is a key pillar of any reality whether digital or physical. However, tomorrow, for the metaverse to be able to connect all of these metaverses, we will have to come to a common definition of value and to a common understanding of value. As we said, for example, is loyalty point, is uh, currencies rather different? No, they are not. Cryptos is in between the two, actually. So whether you are thinking in stones or kilos, whether you are thinking in centimeters or in feet, all of these currencies, all of these basic fundamental valuations and values will have to be set into the metaverse. And guess what? What will be the coding language we are going to use? Are we going to use Japanese, Chinese, Cyrillic or Roman characters? Well, it took us a long time to come to a common understanding right now. And tomorrow, well, tomorrow is up for grabs. Now we hear more and more and more about the metaverse as an investment opportunity. And not only you've got the flavor of the month stocks, which are rebranding themselves as metaverse stocks, but this is actually a couple of weeks, if not months, that we hear about metaverse companies. The first Stabalit was around uh, August 2021 when the Chinese government uh, so-called clamped down on the internet. Actually, the Chinese government clamped down, we'll come back to it, on the metaverse as it's being built in China right now. 
But we heard in the, the latest Wall Street journals and the Financial Times a lot about metaverse companies and metaverse stocks. However, when it comes again to the definition of what the metaverse is, we, we hear a lot in the financial community around the NFTs or non-fungible tokens. So what it is? Well, this is trying to define a unique value, uh, to define a unique item, to define a unique uh, group of, of um, things within an environment which, per definition, is the very definition of multiplicity and quantum parallel universes existence. So, actually, when you think about it, uh, this is quite a, a contrary item, quite a contrary notion. And hence, I'm not surprised personally that even the uh, CEO of Epic Games, uh, Tim Sweeney, which we quoted in introduction, is backtracking on this and, and seems pretty much set against it. Well, indeed, again, I think that the value and the valuation and the definition of what is a value within this uh, set of multiverses will have to be defined within the metaverse and will still be a point of discussion. Again, taking an example which touches you, which touches me, about what is an individual, what is actually the value of an individual within uh, the metaverse? Well, the metaverse tracks and records actually what is individuals, but let's face it, an individual for Facebook or Instagram or TikTok is not the same as an individual, as we can understand it in the real physical world as it is today. Actually, this is more a number of subscribers as a negotiable quantities which exists for Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok as potential advertisements. For these companies, the value of an individual is both the flow of an individual, that is what the individual does, how he interacts with uh, the medium, so whether it is for views, for comments, for ratings, think about the difficulty even to actually define what is a view on YouTube. Is it one second, five seconds, 10 seconds? Is it because you watch the entire episode or not? That is the flow which the company value an individual for. But of course, also the quantity, that is the absolute numbers. And looking at the definition of the metaverse companies, it is not surprising that they are often quoted when they create multiverses in number of subscribers and users which are two different notions. So basically, flow and quantity are a value in and of itself, much more so than what is important for us as individuals, which is essentially the content created, whether created by us or created for us. Basically, the value system within the metaverse will have to be a discussion. As we said, obviously, there's financial uh, importance, financial conclusions. However, it has also political and it has also philosophical dimensions. So no, the metaverse is not the individual components of the fabric. It is the fabric itself. And when I say the fabric, the fabric of our world, both physical, digital, all the different gaming universes, the banking systems and so on and so forth. The metaverse is here. It is here today. And frankly, for you, it may have nothing to do at all and ever with banana skin suits or online concerts, esports, or any of the fancy words and games you have heard about or seen. You may not like digital virtual meetings. Well, 
this may not be part of your multiverse, of what the metaverse does to you, for you. It is all the rules, the tools, whether it is software, hardware, interface, that we have to access, manage, create, transform, and use our multiverses and exchange within that and outside of that. It will evolve and we will have to have a lot of discussion. It is certain around, for example, the notion of value. But let's have a look at a live example of this metaverse. No one else than China. If I'm in China, WeChat essentially, it's not only about communication. It's not even only about live streaming. WeChat is basically a backbone which allows us to seamlessly integrate any other platform. And I can switch between the different platforms, between the different providers, between Alipay or any of the systems of Alibaba or from the Tencent uh, music, uh, music libraries and so on and so forth. Fundamentally, from a financial, entertainment, administrative, business point of view, China is pretty much fully deployed. This is why the Chinese government, in my opinion, had a look into it. This is why the metaverse stocks in China were under extreme scrutiny. Why? Because the metaverse actually does have a real output, does have a real world output. Let's say we look at the key opinion leaders, abbreviated under KOLs. They reach in the billions of views. They reach in the billions of dollars. Being a K-pop star or a China pop star right now has an impact of the entire, on the entire political and social and cultural fabric in China. This is why the Chinese government is having a look into the metaverse. As chronicled by the excellent Ashley Duda Renok on LinkedIn, you can pretty much follow week in, week out, what is looked at. And if anything, I think that it is not spite, it is not individual revenge, or it is not company controls that the Chinese government is aiming at. It is actually aiming at controlling the metaverse, its rules, and ultimately what values it will push and what values it has. Because due to the development and the deployment of the Chinese metaverse right now, it is understood that this is not only a technological enabler, this is also a financial, administrative, and political dimension. This is the difference between the discussions that the Chinese government has locally with its own local metaverse companies versus, let's say, Facebook or Google in the Western world. So, yes, the metaverse is. Yes, the metaverse can be dangerous, but like gravity, either it is very dangerous and you fall off the cliff, or you can use gravity actually to sail through the stars. Early science fiction has always described the risks. And indeed, in terms of metaverse, it, it is very often dystopian, whether the machines and, and the inter artificial intelligence takes over, like in the Terminator, or because the machines, again, the machines uh, take over. And this time, we are all living in a kind of parallel world, uh, which is the, the theme of the Matrix. Uh, or actually the parallel universe is created to control humankind. This is, for example, the theme of uh, Gamer. Well, 
we can address all of these risks. And if we understand properly what is the metaverse and what are the individual parts and connections within the metaverse, where we can actually pretty much decide from the start, not only what rules, but also who will define, design, and enforce these rules. There is no rules if there is no enforcement. At this point of time, we have rules, we have no enforcement. For example, look at the debates around uh, Facebook and Meta. But now, this is where we've got to decide what we want to do with this metaverse. So now we come to the point that, indeed, we reach the core question. Who will be the architect of the metaverse? Do we need one? And if so, should it be Mark Zuckerberg? What we do know is that Mark Zuckerberg quite literally put a flag on the name Metaverse, as we can see in the name of his stock, MTVS, for Metaverse. He literally declared that the Metaverse is his property. Well, looking at our cultural evolutions, our cultural references, we know that there are good architects, like in the Ready Player One, the guy who actually defined the, the oasis, the, the, the gaming world. Moving a little bit on, we know in the Matrix and Tron that there are architects as well, although they are a little bit less benign, a little bit less nice guys. So we do know that Mark Zuckerberg has got a lot of philanthropism, and this is actually documented. There is no question about that. However, we also know that he is somebody who is pretty smart in general. So he will know that despite marketing and hype, despite the dollar spent only Eight million Oculus headset was sold overall. Eight million versus how many humans on Earth already? Eight million versus how many people with smartphones? Eight millions versus how many people with access to the internet? Worldwide. You will know, like us, that actually the Google glasses were great in movies. But personally, I've only seen one guy one time wearing them. So I can't believe that he's certainly a philanthropist, but I think also that there is much more to the metaverse than meet the eye if Mark Zuckerberg gets interested in it. Indeed, if the metaverse well, will ultimately define what I am, what you are, what we are, which means what we can or cannot do, when and how we can or cannot do, there is a very good probability that this metaverse will define our future. So agreeing on the core rules, protocols, the underlying architecture it should have is pretty critical and does not end with a VR headset or an optic suit. I think it is time to get in on the action and I think it is really time to go beyond the proposed definition, which has to do with virtual meetings.